0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now, we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 Podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. All right, so these puzzle shops uh, or tuck shops, whatever you want to call them, are back in the spotlight again. Um, after it was revealed that, uh, you know, they will come under renewed pressure from government after cabinet announced that traditional leaders and municipalities will soon be expected to conduct audits and keep records of the number of foreign nationals in their communities. On Monday, Minister in the Presidency Kumbozo Nchabeni uh, said that uh, Cabinet is concerned about the rise in the number of reports of children being poisoned by consuming allegedly contaminated food from these puzzle shops, uh, sometimes leading to death in the worst cases that we've heard recently. However, the link between the illness or the death of children to this food from spazer shops has yet to be proven. Well, lawyers for human rights have described the announcements as deeply concerning, saying the government is shifting blame. We'll speak to uh, your lawyers for human rights uh, in a moment. Or oh, do we have them on the line as yet? Uh, yeah, here we go. Let's speak to uh, Sharon Nkabaram, who is the head of the Refugee and Migrants uh, uh, Section 39 Rights Program at Lawyers for Human Rights. Sharon, good morning and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: You know, um, let's first of all just establish, Ahmed, I mean, what is being proposed here, because this is a multi-pronged. Uh, we are told it's uh, multiple departments that will be involved: labour, um, health, and home affairs. Which does beg the question: What are we actually remedying here? What is it? Uh, what is the intervention that is being made by government here?
1: I think that's an excellent question, and I do think that we, as people living in this country, deserve to know what problem are we trying to solve um, we don't know the exact figures of how many people are international migrants in our country. The census says it's less than three million uh, we this, you know the scapegoating is based on just speculation that there's millions of undocumented so-called illegal migrants in our country there's no mechanism to document movement of people in our country, and I think that is located in our past in how the apartheid regime treated black people as bodies for labor, for cheap labor. Mm. And it's continued, unfortunately, into this uh, democratic regime. Mm.
0: Because I think it's also worth talk. Uh, asking the question is what regulation currently exists of spaza shops? Because it can be that they only require regulation when they are under the control or or when they're being run. Well, actually, that is something else that needs to be defined. Is that are we talking about uh, tag shops that are being rented out to foreign nationals or that are owned and run by uh, foreign nationals? See, uh,
1: I would say that the bigger question is exactly that of what control for environmental health is there for all other shops, mm. any, any structure, any body mm. that's selling food? There are regulations. There's food, food control which falls under the Department of Health. Mm. But what we know is that there's a serious crisis in that in Gauteng, for example, I mean, the statistics are shocking. There's uh, I'm just trying to find my statistics, but there's a total disproportionate um, number of uh, health inspectors to the population. Mm. So, you know, we what we should be doing is having regular inspections on all food outlets, mm. and that includes the food industry. We've just come through a major outbreak of listeriosis mm. from tiger brands. Now, why aren't we holding... the the food companies to account for their quality of production Mm. uh, where they cut corners to make excessive profits. The Mm. food industry in a country where there's poverty and starvation are making excessive profits. That's what we should be targeting Mm. and the government should be targeting and and not a Mm. a few small spaza shops that are eking out an existence and they have no other means of livelihood coming to our country. And it's not, majority are South African owned. There's enough research that shows that 80% of all informal sector, informal economy businesses are owned by South Africans.
0: Let me ask that something that is also seemingly of concern is that it seems as if we're now trying to create a new tier of regulation where, um, why would we be asking uh, traditional leaders in rural communities and also um, councils, uh, local councils in the townships, to keep a register of foreign nationals and businesses owned by foreign uh, nationals, when that is not a requirement in suburban areas or in urban areas.
1: And more than that, where is the legislation that informs that? I think you know it it uh, it subjects itself to serious abuse. Mm. Um, My concern is that tomorrow the Department of Home Affairs and the Minister of of Home Affairs decides that, oh, the threat is actually Shangan community or the threat is vendor-speaking community. So Mm. let's get the traditional healers to control the businesses that they run, Um, You know, or or Department of Labor decides this when it wakes up one morning. So I think that's not how Mm. the Constitution is very clear on administrative justice on application of policies and it cannot be that you suddenly decide in the morning that you're going to give excessive powers to a body that doesn't have that power according to our policies, according to the Refugee Act, according mm. to our immigration policies um, to, to arbitrarily go and just decide. And on what grounds does a traditional uh, leader decide who is a foreign national? On what grounds, what authority does that uh, body have to mm. confirm that this person is here illegally or not. Since so that, that a, is
0: not their competence, I would, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. But more than that, to mm. be, so the whole asylum system is in absolute crisis. I can bear testimony to this because at Lawyers for Human Rights, we run law clinics to make legal recourse and justice accessible to all indigenous people in our yeah. country. Mm. And we, we can testify to the absolute, no access to documentation for asylum seekers, for migrants, and and I think that's the question we should be asking, instead of trying to create a problem where it doesn't exist, and it's about regulation. If we're concerned right. about okay. the safety of our children, then we should be looking at what what our immig- you know officers doing, health officers in mm-hmm. regularly checking up to ensure mm-hmm. that you know the quality of food that our children are accessing. Yeah is of the the, the standard that, that does not risk their lives.
0: Sharon uh, Sharon Ankabaram uh, is head of Refugee and Migrants and Section 39 Rights Program at Lawyers for Human Rights. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you very much
0: for having us. All right. In a moment, we'll be speaking to a specialist in food safety and public health. And Togo course is standing by to talk to us.